You are listening to Smart Women's Dating Podcast, episode number 56. Welcome to Smart Women's Dating Podcast. I am your host, certified life coach Lærke Nielsen, and I help smart, independent women attract the love they deeply desire without having to chase or settle. This podcast will give you the mindset, tools, and insights you need to finally crack the code to your love life. Are you ready? Then let's go! Hey there, it's a very special episode today. It's the one year anniversary of the podcast. Can you believe it? And it's also the first episode in the new year 2024. Have you let proper go of 23 and entered the new year feeling inspired and ready to create something new and amazing in your love life? Whether that is getting started on dating or having more fun and meeting more interesting men. If not, I have something for you. Because in this episode, I will share with you a tool that I have created for you to be able to celebrate your growth in 2023 and set some fun and exciting intentions for 2024. It's a free workbook that you can easily get and I'm offering this together with a free call. This is the first time I create a combo freebie like this. You get to sign up for the workbook, do the questions in there, and then bring them to the free call with me. And I'll also share a few thoughts that I have about goal setting and New Year's resolutions and why I'm not a big fan of the New Year's resolutions when they are set in the traditional way. And of course, I'm going to tell you what I recommend you to do instead and give you some additional questions that you can ask yourself to feel inspired and excited about 2024. And yes, I know, it's already the 4th, so you might think this is all too late, but of course it's not. If you haven't said a proper goodbye to 2023 in a way that feels good to you, and you don't have clarity of what you want in 2024, it's still a good time to do all this. In fact, you can do it anytime you like throughout the year. But before we get to all that, I want to take a moment to talk about the one-year anniversary and give you some fun facts about the statistics and the data for the podcast. First of all, a very big and deep-felt thank you to everyone who has listened in the past year. Your time and attention means a lot to me. It's really the most valuable thing we can give each other, time and attention. And I don't take that lightly. I so much appreciate that. So thank you so much, everyone out there. I like to think of time as one of the few things you can't buy, regardless of how much money you have. No matter who you are, how much power you have, and how rich you are, you still have 24 hours a day. So when someone chooses to spend their time listening to my podcast, I feel deeply honored and grateful. I also want to thank everyone who did a review and rated the podcast or who recommended it to someone they know. It's such a big compliment to me and having someone personally recommend the podcast to a friend is probably the best marketing I can get. So thank you all for doing that. It's funny what our brain does, because when I started the podcast, of course, I did it because I wanted a lot of people to listen to it. 
And still, when I speak to someone who tells me they've listened to all the episodes, I feel totally mind blown. I still get this almost surprised feeling when I hear that people do actually listen. And then I get a little nervous as well, because then I really want to do well. I really want you to feel that you get great value from the time you spend listening to the episodes. And this leads me to, I would love to hear from you if you have any requests on something you want me to talk about, anything at all. It doesn't have to be a topic that you can imagine a full episode on. It can also just be a question you want my input to. I love doing the Q&A episodes, so if you have anything at all you want me to talk about, head over to my Instagram account at LærkeTheLoveCoach and send me a message over there. So I wanted to share some of the numbers of the podcast with you, and I'm a bit of a data nerd myself, so I love diving into the stats to see what I can read from it. But I promise I'm not going to give you a long report on that. Just mention some of the things that I think are interesting and maybe fun for you to know as well. So first of all, where do my listeners come from? And you might think that the main part of them come from either Copenhagen or another place in Denmark where I'm from, or from Paris because I live here. But no, the city that has the absolute most downloads from Apple Podcast is Dublin, Ireland. Woohoo! Thank you, Dublin. And after Dublin, we have Sydney, Melbourne and Brisbane as number two, three and four city with the most downloads, which is also super fun to me that it caught on so well in Australia. And on the fifth place is Stockholm, followed by Oslo, Toronto and then Copenhagen at an eighth place. When we look at Spotify, I don't actually get data for the cities, only the countries. And here the picture is quite similar between Spotify and Apple. The biggest three countries are the US as number one, the UK as number two, and Canada as number three. And then follows Australia, Sweden, Norway, and Denmark, and then Ireland and Mexico. There are listeners in 119 countries and 4,000 587 cities. I get dizzy just thinking about that. This is some of the info that freaks me out and makes me nervous about creating the next episode. And yet, I do want a lot of people to listen. The human brain does weird things to us sometimes. But the most interesting data, in my opinion, is the numbers that can tell something about which episodes you listeners found to be most interesting or valuable. And I don't have a direct dialogue with you, so I try to use these data to guess what you like. I would, of course, as I said before, love to hear from you when you have feedback or ideas for future topics. Anyways, if I want to find out which episodes you have found to be most interesting, the typical thing to do is to look at the number of downloads of a new episode in the first seven days. That will say something about popularity. At least it tells me if you find the title interesting enough to want to try to listen to it. And looking at it that way, the most popular episodes in the first year were When You Are Chasing a Man and Finding the Needle in the Haystack. So those were not big surprises because When You Are Chasing a Man is about the tendency that a lot of us either have or have had to be attracted to emotionally unavailable men. 
And this is also the episode that I always put forward as the signature episode of the podcast. And Finding the Needle in the Haystack is an episode that gives you very tangible advice on how to meet men outside the dating apps and how to work on your mindset about meeting good men. So those were not big surprises, but the third winner was the Joker, so to speak. It was a positive surprise for me because that was episode number 34, Do You Know How to Be Happy on Your Own? And I was so happy to see that because I actually think it's one of the most important messages that I share as a dating coach. You want to be able to create a life where you are happy on your own before you can date from an abundant place and attract a partner who's emotionally available and himself also able to create a fulfilling life on his own. But the reason it was a surprise to me was that I expected most listeners to prefer advice on how to get the partner more than enjoying life already before they've met him. And I love, love, love that this episode was so well received by you. And it just confirms to me that you ladies are smart. It's actually more popular than how to make a man fall in love with you. Even though that one was popular too, and so was what to do when a man sends you mixed signals. And we only know that situation way too well, don't we? The most downloaded episode after that was episode 6 about feminine energy and leaning back. And that is of course key in what I teach, so not a big surprise. It's basically an overview of what I find important within feminine energy and where I explain my take on it and why I believe it's very empowering for women to lean into the feminine. And then the next one on the list is Eight signs that you're dating an emotionally available or unavailable man. That one is not a surprise either, because I know this is something that a lot of you battle with and I hear about very frequently. So I wanted to give you the tools to recognize emotional unavailability as well as emotional availability to be able to see the difference. Because the thing is, Many of us didn't actually have these healthy and clear role models to show us what it looks like when it's done right. This episode was part of a mini-series of three with the other episodes being Are you emotionally available to yourself? And why you keep falling for Mr. Unavailable? So if you're someone who tends to fall for men who only offers you breadcrumbs and you haven't listened to those episodes yet, I highly recommend that you do that because it will give you some insight and understanding of yourself and why you have this pattern of attraction, and even more important, how to change it. So this was the popular episodes based on the number of downloads in the first seven days. But there's another measure that I find even more interesting, and that has really, really blown my mind. And that is the average listening time how much of an episode you actually listen to when you start one. We all know the situation where we think, based on the title of an episode, that it could be interesting. So we start listening to it, and then we realize it was not at all what we wanted, or the host talks too slowly or too fast, or it's just not interesting. And then we check out of the episode. Or, of course, it could also be that we actually really enjoy what we hear, and we want to listen all the way to the end, and then maybe even listen again. 
And this is where my eyes were about to pop out when I saw the numbers, because among the first 55 episodes, 18 of them has an average listening time of over 100%. So when I saw that, I just had to let it sink in for a moment. 18 episodes, it's one third of all the episodes where a significant part of you have listened more than once. And that is just crazy, given the fact that right now, in this moment, there are about 1,800 regular listeners across the apps. And I know some of you told me that you listen more than once, but to be honest, I am totally mind-blown that so many of you do that. And I, of course, assume it's because you find it valuable. It could, of course, also be because I didn't express myself clearly enough and you needed to listen more than once to understand what I was trying to say. But if it was awful and impossible to understand, you probably would just go somewhere else and listen to another podcast. So I choose to interpret this as a very positive sign. And I want to thank you all again for that. This is something I'm going to brag about. This is, in my opinion, very unique and very, very cool indeed. And it shows me that I have the best and most loyal listeners. So thank you for that. Not only did you listen on average to more than 100% of 18 of the 55 episodes, but 35 of the 55 episodes had an average listening time of 95% or more, which is, if I may say so, ridiculously good. If I look at the videos I have shared throughout time, webinar replays and mini trainings and so on, the average playtime is somewhere between 30 and 50%. So again, I just want to say, wow, I have the best listeners. Thank you so much. So if we look at the episodes that were listened to for the longest average percentage, we have Feminine Energy and the Art of Leaning Back. That was 127%. Then there was Why You Keep Falling for Mr. Unavailable at 115%. And the same goes for Are You Emotionally Available to Yourself? And What to Do When a Man Pulls Away. And then we have How to Stop Feeling Attracted to the Wrong Guys with 113%. And then episode 34 on How to Be Happy on Your Own that had an average listening time of 101%, and is also the most shared episode on Spotify. So I'm going to end the talk about the one-year anniversary and stats and data here, and just say that the podcast has, in 2023, gotten 55,000 downloads and achieved the honorable spot as being in the top 25 of all Buzzsprout podcasts, which is very good. I'm very proud of that because Buzzsprout is the biggest platform for hosting podcasts. And also, according to the site listennotes.com, the podcast is in fact in the top 5%. So I don't have visibility of how they do their ratings, however. When I started the podcast, my ambition was to get 10,000 downloads in the first six months. So Having 55,000 in a year is way more than I could have imagined. I received a 2023 recap email from Buzzsprout and they were also so kind to let me know that I've recorded in total 992 minutes. That's a bit over 16 and a half hours 
which again corresponds to something like two audiobooks. I'm at the moment listening to a book by Esther Perel, and that is an eight hours recording. When I started the podcast, I was very keen that I wanted to publish once a week, and I had a ton of ideas. And when I follow a podcast myself, I like the consistency. I like to know that I can expect a new episode every week. But I also know that a lot of podcasters start out like that, and then when they realize that it's a lot of work, they might not continue for a long time. And I must be honest, I had the same realization that it was a lot of work. I thought I could do two episodes in a day, but for the longest time, I actually needed two days to do one episode. I have, of course, become much more experienced now, and I take shorter time to produce an episode, but it's still around 8 to 10 hours, all included, for one episode. I do everything myself. I edit the sound, I create the little audiograms that you see on Instagram, and so on. But for me, this has just been a non-negotiable. The podcast is going out once a week, and I feel so proud of myself for having followed through on that. So enough about the one-year anniversary and stats and data, and let's talk about New Year's resolutions and how to hook yourself up for a great 2024. I know it's already early January, but it is not too late to reflect on the year 23 and set some cool intentions for 24. This is something I personally like doing every year, to reflect on the year that went by, see in what ways my life is different than it was one year earlier, and in what ways I have developed how I am a different person now than one year ago. And then from there decide what I want to focus on, what I want to cultivate in my life and my business in the year that's coming, and also how I want to feel while doing it. So for many of us, the words New Year's resolutions has a taste of something unrealistic that is almost doomed to fail. We tend to think that we're supposed to create resolutions every year and they have to be big and fantastic. And then we start out in a very high energy, only to get exhausted a few months in and then give up on ever achieving the goal. And I want to invite you to not do that. I want to invite you to shift the way you think about New Year's resolutions and start thinking of intentions instead. And you could ask yourself, what is even the difference here? For me, intentions are more a declaration of a direction where you shift the focus from the end goal to the journey. Your intention could be, for instance, to have an adventurous dating life. In this intention, you include the energy in which you want to do things. This could mean that you also want to cultivate joy, curiosity, experimentation, and being open to new experiences. It's a bit softer and maybe more feminine approach to goals. You decide for yourself, this is where I want to go, this is what I want to focus on, and this is how I want to feel while going there. You can even ask yourself who you want to become in the process. Who are you in a year from now? What is the version of you that exists in a year from now? What is she like? What are some thoughts your future self has about you? About dating and finding love? About men? And about your life in general? And here you don't need to include the premise that you have actually met someone in a year. 
I want to recommend that you stay with everything that is 100% within your control. You and how you treat yourself, how you show up for your dreams, what you do for yourself and what you do to create the love life you desire. And then less on whether the future partner is in your life yet or not. Try to imagine yourself in a year from now and how much you've grown your confidence, your sense of self-worth and the experience you have gained. And then tap into how your future self feels. And then practice accessing those feelings ahead of time. This is how you become an energetic match to what it is you want in your life. By feeling it ahead of time. When we set intentions and work with the energy behind it, we also don't get into the situation where we give up on a goal and it's a failure. If your intention is to be more courageous or to have an adventurous or romantic dating life, then every step you take towards it counts. And when you reflect on who you want to become, the version of you that has the love life you want, and how she thinks and feels, and you start stepping into that version ahead of time. You start showing up for yourself in that way. You have already moved towards your future self. You have already developed yourself, and you are not exactly the same person anymore. And when it comes to dating, there are factors that are out of our control. We can't control other people's behavior or their perception of us and how they feel about us. We can't make them love us or even like us. It's a constant reminder to take back the focus to what you can control, which is yourself and how you choose to perceive what's happening, the personal narrative that you decide to believe about the circumstances. And that is the one reason dating is such a powerful self-development tool. We get to learn how to only try to control the things that we can control, which is ourselves. And with that in mind, I hope you can see why working on the basis of intentions and accessing your future self can feel much more motivating and useful than setting a hard goal that also involves another person, for instance. So, as I said in the beginning of this episode, I have created a free self-celebration workbook with the questions you want to ask yourself to celebrate your growth in 2023, evaluate the year, and set new exciting intentions for 2024. I want to help you let go of 23 with love and compassion for yourself and make 24 the year where you take all the learnings from your past and turn them into wisdom that gives you direction for the future. Now this workbook can be used together with a free New Year's inspiration call with me. This is a combo freebie. You get to sign up for the workbook and go through the questions and then have a call with me where we talk about your intentions and how you can work on getting there, what you want to focus on. This could be getting started in dating or shifting the path that you're already on if you feel stuck in dating or just getting some inspiration to how to date in a smarter way that feels better and where you meet men that want to step up and make an effort for you. So you have to get the workbook first and the link to book the call is inside the workbook. You go through the questions and then if you feel this is fun and useful and you want to go deeper and further with this work, then you have to hurry a bit because the call is only up for January. 
So go to the link for self-celebration workbook in the show notes or on my Instagram bio at Lærke the Love Coach and Lærke that is L-A-E-R-K-E and then get the free workbook. Thank you all for listening, not only to this episode, but all the previous episodes. From the bottom of my heart, I so, so much appreciate you. And welcome to a new year of the podcast. I will be back next Thursday, and in the meantime, have fun and enjoy dating. If you like what you're hearing on this podcast and you want to get support from a coach on your love journey, I invite you to book a free console call with me. You will find the link in the show notes. And also, don't forget to subscribe. And I would love it if you would rate and review this podcast. And then you also help other women find it. 